This is Our People Podcast, telling the stories behind South Tyneside and Sunderland NHS Foundation Trust. Hello, I'm Fiona Thompson. I'm one of the communications officers with the Trust. And today we're talking about the NHS staff survey. Uh, This is one of the largest workforce surveys in the world. It's carried out every year with the aim of improving the experience of staff right across the NHS. Um, It's aligned with something called the NHS People Promise. And this is a promise we must all make to each other to work together to improve the experience of working in the NHS for everyone. Um, The survey itself is owned by NHS England and the Staff Survey Coordination Centre is based with an organisation called the Picker Institute Europe. Uh, At our trust, it's also part of the Big Team Talk campaign. Uh, We launched this last year and it aims to help all of our staff, teams and departments to work together well. It also supports our trust vision for excellence in all that we do. Uh, So I'm joined by Angela Dodds. Angela, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do. Hi, my name is Angela Dodds and I'm part of the organisation and leadership development team. Um, Part of that role, we provide facilitation, coaching and personal and team development to improve individual and team effectiveness and to enable individuals in the organisation to deliver the organisation's objectives. We use a wide range of assessments and development tools to support personal, team and organisational development as required. We also design and deliver effective presentations tailored to the needs of our staff, including leadership modules and personal effectiveness skills. We also, when necessary, provide advice and guidance to managers and teams on how to successfully manage change. And as an organisation in the NHS, we do go through change quite often. We have developed a number of OD modules around leadership and we also ensure that all of our OD interventions are completed in accordance with the values and expected behaviours of the organisation. Brilliant. And when we talk about OD, what, what does that refer to? What does that stand for? Organisation and Leadership Development. Great stuff. And um, what did you do in the lead up to this position? Well, having worked in the NHS for just over 30 years, I've had quite a varied career. Um, I started off in the NHS in 1989 working for South Tyneside Health Authority and I worked for the specialist in communicable diseases so that was a very interesting role and I spent four years in that role. So following organisational change which I've just spoken about I was appointed as the PA to the Director of Finance who then became the Chief Exec of Gateshead Primary Care Trust. Then following commissioning a patient-led NHS, I decided to look for a change in career and I applied for a position as um, an OD facilitator and over the years I've developed my skills resulting in the the position that I currently hold today. Brilliant. And you're heavily involved in our staff survey uh, and that's already underway. What happens to gather our survey results? So the NHS staff survey, as we've already um, mentioned, is one of the largest employee uh, surveys in the world. Um, Around 650,000 people do take part, so that's around 280 organisations. And this is in the 20th year of running the staff survey. So all all staff are invited to take part in the survey. Um, It's a combination of online and paper questionnaires. So we use this really to take into account those staff who don't have regular access to the PC, the computer, so our facilities and estate staff. The survey is run independently by Pickett Institute Europe and is done to the highest standards of quality and accuracy. 
In order to support confidentiality, a unique code is given to each online or paper survey by Pickett Institute. This unique code is used to ensure that reminder emails and letters are only sent to those staff who have not already completed the survey and to tell them that the information such as NHS organisation that the person works in but also um, the team that they work in. Once the survey is received by Picker Institute, the link between the individual and the survey is broken. All personal data is held in accordance with the Data Protection Act 1998 and the principles of the NHS Confidentiality Code of Practice. All personal information relating to the survey is destroyed within three months of its completion. And that's a really interesting point because people do wonder how can it be anonymous if you are connected to this survey, but you've just detailed there how that basically makes sure you get your messages and your alerts about it, and then once you've completed your survey, that's it, that link's broken. Absolutely. And there's no way of connecting the two together again, and it's, it's, it's beyond our, our organisation as well, because Picker take care of that, don't they? Yes, Picker won't release any information um, from any, uh, any request from an organisation. That's really useful to know. So when people complete their surveys, what happens to that information? So once we've received our staff survey results, a paper is prepared highlighting key themes and then presented to the executive committee. Individual reports for each division are then produced. The divisional HR managers present these reports at the divisional team meetings. If the division requires more detail around the results, the OD team can provide that. The Divisional HR managers support senior managers to identify specific key areas of focus and to develop action plans that they support, support continuous improvement and development. And at this point, this is where the OD team can support and provide relevant OD interventions if necessary. So what changes have been made because of the staff survey? Well, progress since our last uh, survey, we've um, done quite a lot of work around you said we did. So one of the elements was, you know, you want a voice that counts. So in 2021, we launched the big South Tyneside and Sunderland team talk. So this is about how we listen to our staff and how we involve them and how we communicate with them. And so far, feedback has helped us to shape a new vision, values and a five-year plan for the Trust. This work ha will continue and become central to everything we do around going forward. We've obviously got our Chief Executive Roadshow, so these are now online as well as in per person. Um, we want to be safe and healthy was something that we've really focused on because there's questions around um, health and safety in the staff survey, so we've set up the new Workforce Health and Safety Group. We're also working on a new STSFT People Strategy. We've got lots of support for staff um, put in place now, so this includes the Freedom to Speak Up Ambassadors and the Dignity and Respect at Work Champions and obviously our Team Talk Champions. We've also launched a new Thrive service to offer support to our staff. We offer fast service access to the IAP services and we're here to support staff if they're struggling with any aspects in their life. We've also touched on um, staff who you know want to work more flexibly so to support our staff we've um, obviously we encourage staff to work from home we also want that flexible approach to help staff to have that positive work-life balance 
We also want to be as flexible as possible to help staff. So this is about how we support a positive work-life balance. It supports colleagues who may need to change their working patterns. We also um, help our staff with any urgent childcare needs or if they care for other people. Really important one for me is around being compassionate and inclusive. So we now have a new network of the dignity and respect at work champions. So they are there to listen and to make sure that we have that inclusive culture. Our chaplaincy service supports staff with all faiths and backgrounds. So this includes pastoral care for staff. You said we did. Another one was you want opportunities to learn and develop. So our new appraisal process is all about our staff and their well-being. It's not just about performance, but we're also asking how we can support them to reach their dreams. We support staff who want to develop their careers. So this could be through an apprenticeship. It might be through other training. We offer different routes all the way up to master's degree. And we also offer a wide range of in-house training programmes. And we know that it's really important that we do recognise and reward our staff for, for good work. They do fantastic work. So we give all of our all staff were given the extra days annual leave. We provide we provided uh, free food, water, ice lollies and wellbeing packs during COVID. We relaunched our staff magazine, Trust Talk, to share those the amazing work our staff do. Brilliant. And I suppose that just goes to show that while this is a national effort, it really does result in things here on the ground within our trust, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we do. We're very passionate about our staff and equally we're very passionate about the staff survey because this is the only way we can really gather those thoughts and make those changes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so while it helps our staff, what difference does it make to our patients and to our visitors? It absolutely does help the, the care that we give to our patients. I believe that if staff feel valued and appreciated, they'll be more motivated at work and this will ultimately impact on the behaviour of our staff. We know through feedback we receive from patients and visitors that they have a positive experience from the care they receive at South Tyneside and Sunderland NHS Foundation Trust. Brilliant, and uh, that's really good to know. And if any staff are listening to this and they haven't quite done the survey yet, uh, what would you say to them to get them involved? Why should they fill it out? I believe personally, it gives them, it gives every member of staff a voice. The results, you know, we we use them to improve our local working conditions and ultimately to improve patient care. But I would ask every member of staff just to take fifteen minutes. To complete their staff survey and have a voice yeah. and be heard. And I, I've I completed mine ahead of this, and um, I don't think it even took me fifteen minutes. It was really quite quick, um, and it was really good to be asked those questions and to be able to give have that opportunity to give my response. And hope you know I know further down the line it will make a difference, and all of those details will be picked up and listened to. So it's really useful to know. Um, Angela, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us for this episode of our People Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and check out our other stories. Hit subscribe to keep up with the latest and catch up with what we've been up to on our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram pages. Just search for our name.